Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Seattle? I'm Austin Walker. You are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 93. Is that right? I think it's right. Yeah. It's Close right. enough. It's correct. It's correct. It's correct. Yeah, it's 93. Right. Got it right. <laughs> that is the sound of everyone clapping for us at the Sphinx Theater in the beautiful Sheridan in downtown Seattle. I'm Austin Walker. Joining me on my left, Danielle Riendo. <laughs> on my, I'm sorry, on stage left, Danielle Riendo. I can't do it. By looking to the right and saying, oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. There's Danica Harad. Danica Harad. (laughs) Herod. It's actually Herod, and we get it wrong all the time. Danica. Hello. And Patrick (laughs) Klepek. Hello. How's everybody doing today? (laughs) We are going to start by doing something that that we've been meaning to do for years. Two Uh, years. Two years. (laughs) Two years ago, Patrick and I decided that a really great podcast to add to the Waypoint Network well before Waypoint existed, yep. was a show called Donuts and Grievances. Now, I know what you're thinking. We don't have any donuts up here. But don't here. worry. We got grievances. We got grievances. <laughs> the concept was when, uh, when Austin uh, joined Giant Bomb uh, after I had uh, gone over to Kotaku, and I was like, hey, man, this is a weird fucking website. <laughs> yeah. Spent four years here. Do you want to go have a mediocre steak and talk about joining a weird website? And so we went to the Tap House Grill a couple blocks away to yep. get some mediocre steak. And actually, it was actually when, we, right when we looked at the price of the steak, I was like, yo, we paid less than I thought. When $18 we, steak is pretty good. I thought 25 in my head. Me too. And uh, at the end of it, uh, it's funny because that turned out to be sort of like the genesis of Waypoint. Like we ended up going like, maybe we should have worked together. Yeah, maybe. And two years later... We also built an incredible team around us, and like it's been fantastic. But what we decided we wanted to do was like, what if instead we don't work together now? It's not going to happen. Who right. knows? We should do a podcast called Donuts and Grievances, in which we eat a donut. The, well, it's, yeah, it's the antithesis of the of the bombcast. Was like three hours. Who has time for three hours to listen to a podcast? That's just Danica. That's it. Just also all the people in this room who listen to yes. the podcast every week. And also listen I would to say that every hours. time that I participated right. in a three-hour right. podcast, exactly. who has time for this? Uh, and in the time that it would take to eat a donut, you air, and gre- uh, air a single grievance. Yeah. And then you go to that out of your system. And so, like, I think it's kind of like a lifestyle, frankly. Like, mm-hmm. In the time that it takes you to, to eat a donut and, and consume that good sugary goodness, hmm. like, you can get through something that's been holding you up that you've been upset about for a while. So, it's like game-related. It's just like, man, just like... <sighs> so. Wait, really quick. Yeah. 
we do breakfast in battlegrounds a lot. It's true. You have not once had breakfast. That's not true. Involved. I've eaten breakfast during. I've the seen the coffee come out of your mouth. Coffee. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Coffee counts. Coffee's breakfast. It's correct. I often eat a Luna bar right before we go live. <laughs> I'm not too proud. We have it. Luna bars in the vice office. They're free. That's what we have. They're free. I'm probably they're gonna die from open. overdose of Luna bar. <laughs> like if there's some secret ingredient in them that's not actually good for you, even though I'm not like, sure it's a oh, secret food. if it kills you. You're right. <laughs> Fair. So we should start. We should start. Pretend we have donuts. <laughs> we were going to go get donuts with Patrick got us donuts clothes. this morning, and, and we, we, ate got them. we ate them. We ate them. Yeah, <laughs> we ate them. <laughs> there were no grievances. The grievances was that we didn't have more donuts, and we yes. just ate more the ones donuts. I bought. So let's start with you, Patrick. What is your in the in the time it would take you to eat a donut? Air a single grievance. Okay, so okay. Uh, the woke gamer, aka me. <sighs> yes. AKA Patrick Cuppick. Yes. Well, when I came to PAX, I had this idea. I was going to buy this uh, uh, T-shirt. Uh, I'm going to try and... What kind of t-shirt? An anime t-shirt. Okay. I went on mm-hmm. Etsy.com, a website to buy things, and uh, I wrote in anime. And then I got the result that said, funny anime t-shirt. I was like, I love being funny. <laughs> you love anime? You love anime. The oh. other parts just come with it. <laughs> and there were these terms, phrases. Try to pronounce any of them. <clears throat> but... With your Is regular voice. With your regular voice. Sundere. Uh, yeah. Okay. Kind of close. So anyway, so I tried to buy the shirt. It was, they guaranteed me. I was like, hey, can I send you guys like extra money and like have it show up by Wednesday because I'm getting on a, on a flight? And they were like, don't worry. It'll be there on Wednesday. And it showed up on Thursday. Of course. And so I tweeted out that I was upset that uh, this shirt didn't show up. And then the response to this, uh, I got... I want you to translate uh, the gre- grievance is that all of the responses to this tweet for all of these words Sundere, Yandere, so. Kududere, Dandere, Hemdere, Deridere. I don't know what any of those words mean. I don't even know what the joke is. It's not a joke. It's a joke on me. It is a joke on you. <laughs> and so the response is I want you to explain this tweet from uh, some sort of Kotaku writer, Gita Jackson. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's not like anything you wanted, a shitty anime t shirt or anything, comma, baka. <laughs> I know. I've got the jokes. What the fuck does that no, mean? No, My no. grievances, all of the response tweets are just. Baka? Just no, there's other things that I just don't understand. Patrick, I want you to just come over to. Dere day, Patrick, dere day. We can fix this. You are such a... It looks like tsunami. It's not. To Sundere, Scoops. You are kind of tsundere. You are, 100%. 100%. What's a baka? A baka is a dumbass. (laughs) How do you feel about that? I know Baraka. That's... He's kind of a baka. Yeah. That works, right? It does. So do you want to... Give me the history of baka. No. What's the history of your life? You hired me. I'm not saying I'm not also a baka. <laughs> I love it when two bakas come together. That's really. Is that a do baka? Okay. Bad. Bad. What does it mean? Danielle, what is your grievance? 
I have, I have two, but they're two quick. Okay. Uh, I'm a little sick, that's why I'm slamming Pedialyte here. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's slamming the stuff that I give my kid when she's dehydrated. It's pretty Pedialyte's much. great for hangovers, We're, too. Yeah, I'm you not just hungover. Over. When you say sick, mm. I'm like, I have not had a drop of alcohol in like three weeks. We were drinking last night. What are you talking about? I was drinking water. Okay. It's the same. It's the truth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. Baca. (laughs) Clearly, we got a Baca situation. Here's a very disturbing, actually true story. Episode title. Yeah, Baca. Baca situation. Baca situation. You know what it is. I I left my, my lovely Airbnb bedroom yesterday. Everything was in order. Everything looked fine. There was no blood on the bed. When okay. I came back, wait, pause. No, time out. No, no, no. I'm, the, uh, you might, I'm you in the same Airbnb. Okay. Patrick, did you have any blood on your bed? Baca. <laughs> mean anything? That doesn't work. Continue. There was blood on the bed when I got back. Like a lot? No, but it was very clearly blood. I know what blood looks like. I'm an EMT. <laughs> And it was like two in the morning when I was like getting ready for bed, and I was just like, "Oh God, this is this is a this is possibly has pathogens in it." So I put hand sanitizer on it. There are other sheets. You just like sprayed it. Yes. (laughs) And then like, well, time to get on these blankets. Good enough. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. You talked to Patricia. Yes, we both determined we have no idea where this came from. Legitimately. This is legitimately scary. I am actually, actually yeah. really freaked out. Did, did anybody here break into Danielle's apartment and bleed on the bed? I'm really worried. If you did, please just tell me. It's fine. You know, I'm not going to judge you. It's PAX. Weird things go down at PAX. Like, you have a thing about bleeding on a bed? It's cool, man. Just just, just let me know. Ahead of time. Agree to bleed on somebody's bed. That's you gotta, fine. You got to, you know, communicate about that kind of stuff. All right? That's, That's all I'm saying. I have a grievance. Yeah. I went to the movies today. Oh, fuck. We have the same grievance. Hell yeah. I'll, get a is is one. the no, grievance no, no, that no, you we went to, to the movie at 2 p.m. on a Saturday for PAX? Listen, the two I'm walking are... around with you at PAX, and you're like, oh. hey, do you... I was like, hey, do you want to go to lunch? He's like, no, I'm going to the movies. Like, the two things I did at PAX today were go play Battlegrounds, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then go to the movies. Yeah. And then... Drink some gamer juice. We drank some gamer juice. That's true. Some G, some G, G juice. G juice. Gamer juice sounds not not no. Gamer juice. It sounds like I a, think gamer it sounds juice like a was on Danielle's bed. Yeah, it's, Bad. That's what happened. Bad. I was gonna so, say it sounds like a snowball. Is what it sounds. We'll like. get there. Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. This. So I got a message from Giant Bones. Giant Bones. <laughs> Giant Bones. We were tricked. We were tricked. We were tricked. Giant Bob's, Abby Russell, and Ben Pack were, we were oh, we should go see Good Time. That sounds like a, let's could go. be a, 10, a movie. Let's go, 210, baby. 210, we get there. That movie's not fucking playing at all. Like, at all. Uh, and so we got there. And Wait, whose idea was it? Abby's. Abby's. She tricked us. She tricked Abby's. us. Also, Damn. Abby's message was like, I think someone spat on my foot. Do you want to go to the movies? You're leaving out a part of that message. I, I am. I am leaving out part of it. It might not have been spit is what I'm leaving out. So... So we get there, and it's like, oh, I guess we can see a different movie. And what we go to see is Annabelle Creation. The prequel. Even I haven't seen that fucking movie. The prequel to the Annabelle movie, which is itself a spinoff from The Conjuring. Correct. The horror film. Yeah, James Wan directing Aquaman right now. Did Did he direct this Annabelle movie? No, just a producer. Just cash that Annabelle Cinematic Universe check. Uh, And uh, here's my grievance. 
That movie has the devil in it. That's fine. I'm okay wow, with spoilers. That. I haven't fucking seen it yet. You're not going. Yes, fine. I'm going. Oh, I'm not going There's to see it. There's a scene in Cover the movie where, yeah, everybody who doesn't want to Cover your ears. Annabelle, whatever, the origins. The ACU. The, the Annabelle, like, cinematic universe, yeah. of course. There's a scene in which the devil is trying to, like, grab a little girl, because the devil, and she, like, hits his hands with a flashlight. He's like, ow, and, like, pulls away. <laughs> But, like, nobody else ever just tries to fight the devil. Like, if you're in your movie where the devil can be affected by physical attacks, just fucking punch him. Someone has an axe for a moment in that. Uh -huh. I, I just want consistent. Also, he, like, appears all these different places. There's a really good part where he, like, comes down from the ceiling, but he's, like, upside down. He's, like, <laughs> and he, like, comes down from the ceiling. There's also a bit where maybe this is your so grievance. So my grievance is... Um, <laughs> There's, there's this one little girl in the movie who ends up getting her soul taken. Spoilers, sorry. Cover your ears if you don't want to hear anymore. Damn it. Like, I, um, like, you couldn't have like, given me a heads up so, on this at all? I would have told you to pick a different said, bit. We said spoilers. We did after, but we said There it. was a tag. It. It you ignored matter. it. Anyway, so every time she's about to do some fuck shit in this house, she's like, <laughs> forgive me, Father, for I'm about to sin. Yep. Every time. And then also the devil snowballs into her mouth, and it's super Oh, gross. the devil snowballs into it's her mouth, but it's blood, gross. and it's really bad. <sighs> anyway, maybe we shouldn't have gone to the movies. Maybe we should have <laughs> seen video games instead. There were recliner seats that were very oh. noisy. Every time the movie was silent, we're like, ah. Uh, like, throughout the movie, also, there were trays. It was like one of these nice movie theaters that had reclining seats. Like very nice leather. It's right across the street. You should go check it out. Don't see <laughs> Don't Annabelle. Don't see Annabelle. Don't. Um, but like there were these, there were these tables that just farted whenever you moved them <laughs> in the middle of this very serious horror film, and the whole theater was like on the same wavelength. Oh, the whole theater and was just laughing. laughed. It was one very guy's good. phone started going off. It was like some hip hop, like one of those old Nokia ringtones. He just let it go. It he was, just let it play the whole time. I think it added flavor to the movie. Yeah. So, have people actually been to the show floor and not just gone to the movies and played Battlegrounds and didn't see anything? I've been throwing up, so... Okay, yeah. so good. <laughs> Classic waypoint. Patrick, have you played any video games while you've been here? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, one of the more interesting games I saw was this uh, Way of the Passive Fist. Um, okay. It's in the uh, Indie Mega Booth. Um, the idea is that the designers of the game are a bunch of hardcore fighting game fans. Um, they watch that moment that I think even folks that aren't into fighting games uh, were Daigo-like counters like and like does this amazing finish for something where he had like no business actually winning but being one of the greater you know greatest like fighting game uh players like he actually manages to pull it out and they said that they would constantly look at people that are just barely into fighting games and it's often offensive minded um and like a lot of actually if you're advanced fighting game mechanics is like defensive minded counters like parries things like that um, and so they wanted to make a game where they take away all your offensive tools and make you play like counter parries dodges And so the only offensive option you have in that game is if you build up a meter that is because you are dodging all right. the enemies in the game and so It's uh, the style is 90s like Konami Capcom brawler and as you're dodging each enemy You're not weighing down uh, their health meter you're weighing down their stamina and oh, then cool. when their stamina is depleted um, he like goes over and like pushes them with their finger and they fall over. Um, like the, and so the like when you're the McGregor fight, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Big sports audience here. Yeah, you got it. I liked it. That was good. He dragged a it plus. Out. Uh, and uh, so when, like you're facing a boss, like a, a one that you can't actually just like do these counters for. You're using like the the min the minions. Um, I think that's like a technical term. I mean, I told you a joke earlier that you haven't oh, passed passed on. You have to pay it forward, and you haven't done it yet. So I'm not gonna do it to this whole audience. <laughs> I think I think you I should. Know. I think you should. Nope. You're you're the dad here. Nope. Uh, do you? 
You, you non-dads, pass it on to me. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna use the curse joke from Steve <laughs> Fobosh, uh, Kim that he uh, passed on to all of us. What I need to know is how are you not gonna talk about the fact that you played a dating sim? Oh, that's true. That is true. Speaking of blood on the beds, this is. I mean, just wait. This is not a joke. <clears throat> what? I'm into bad boys. <laughs> oh my, the, the baddest apparently. You're into went, fucking gremlins. Uh, Patrick played Date <laughs> Yo, or Die. Yo, that's a good movie. Date or Die, a uh, game uh, coming out sometime in, in the near future. My friend of ours who's actually written, I uh, wrote some fanfic for the site, Arden. Yeah. Uh, it's like a saw, but with dating. It's like a saw, but with dating. Like saw the movies. Or like, yeah. or like Battle Royale. Dunga Ropa, or like, Dunga like Ropa. these, like you're like caught in like... How do you not know what Baca is? You fucking liar. <laughs> Baca. Anyway, tell me about your experience. Who do you, how, who'd you date? Who'd you fall in love with? Huh? What was that? Bad boys. Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. The host. So, I'm at, mm, do you want to talk about the host a little bit? So the host, like, if, if there is one character in a game that is like, I don't want to interact with this character, but, but in a way that like you want to interact with them, but they're very obnoxious, uh, Patrick ended up dating that host. But I, I really feel like it's because they're very similar, you know? Like manipulative. They both have irredeemable mouth. From, from at drill. It's true. Yeah. I hope you are happy Dubaka, together. Dubaka, you know? Uh -huh. Chewbacca. That's a different thing. Again. <laughs> you're going to Chewbacca. Maybe have you played anything else? Have you actually made it to the show for I played a lot of rabbits. That's what I've been playing. <laughs> that game's good. Like, it's real good. On your Switch. Yes. Is that why you're sick? I'm a little sick, all right? I'm just going to keep going with that. This is not a prop. I just want you to know. Oh. I haven't seen you take a drink. This is legit. I have been drinking this whole time. Can you show us? Yeah. Right we haven't seen it. Right here. Uh, this is what I do. I, I, I bring it up to my, my face. We don't have to talk. Anyway, <laughs> it's true. She's drinking it. She drank it. Uh, thank you. Feel better, by the way. Feel better, by the way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for showing up. Oh, yeah. We, it was uh, a little dicey. We played, like I, I joked about, but I was serious about We played Battlegrounds on the show. But we, we waited in line. Yeah. We did. Like, there was a moment this morning. It was like, that line's not that long. It was not long. It was like that 10 long, minutes. It looked like 15 minutes. Like, we can do that line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got up to the top of it. They were like, oh, four people. Gee, I don't know. And then they put us out there, but you couldn't team up. There was yeah. no way to actually team up. Pax underscore Arena 17 could not add <laughs> HP underscore Omen, Omen, Omen 17. Yeah. But we all played. I got three kills. I felt pretty good about it. I yeah. got Fourth kill. place. You got a kill. I killed someone kill. with a pistol. That game's totally hey. good. We saw uh, an amazing cosplayer, a player in the yes. Battlegrounds cosplayer, who had like the whole. Who is here who is in this in wait, this panel? Wait! Oh, hey! Oh, yay. She's right there. She, her cosplay. Please stand good. up. Please stand up. Re briefly. And my favorite bit of this—it's so good. She's so good. It has a pan. <laughs> Better. She went. Pan. I'm gonna just tell her story for her. Yeah, which tell is, her story. Tell she her went story. to the Logitech booth, like was walking by, and they were like, "Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up." You need a chicken dinner, and just gave her a chicken to add to the costume, <laughs> which is the best. So even if she it. lied to us, that's a great story. That's a great story. <laughs> we also played the other game at, in, in the Indie Mega Booth together, where we played together. Oh, we, I played uh, UFO Fifty, the game right. that Derek Yu was like curating slash making. Yeah, the designer Spelunky is putting together oh, sort of like a like a mixtape of right, uh, a bunch well. of. And the pitch on it is really cool. It's like, have ever have any of you ever bought those like oh 101 game packs for the NES or for right. Super Nintendo? And it's all just like weird bootleg games that are broken and are like 
not even off-brand Super Mario Brothers. Like, what if there was an off-brand Super Waluigi Brothers? Like, that <laughs> is what the quality of them are. Yeah. And so they're like, well, what if we did one of those where the pitch is like one game developer secretly made all these NES games, and this is 50 of them in one cart. And I played like four of them, and they're all really cool. They're and they really all have fun, like, yeah. It's, it's really interesting to see someone who is like a group of people who are really good at gameplay mechanic design. They're just kind of like almost poems, right? Which is mm -hmm. a weird way to think of it. But so one of them was a side scroller that I played, uh, and you got to pick between five characters. And it's like, oh, this guy has a gun, and this guy has a sword, or whatever. But they also have a thing where when you die, uh, you just quickly reload in, like Super Meat Boy or something. Or instead of dying, you can use a super move, which does something in the world permanently, and then makes you restart the level. So there might be a, a cliff that's too high to like climb. And the warrior, besides swinging a sword, can like freeze himself and can paralyze himself as a stone statue holding up a tablet that you can stand on. And so you like build a staircase over the course of five lives or whatever. <laughs> it's really cool. And, like, and you can respawn as like different characters. So if you need totally. to like move one of those statues, you can respawn as the bomber and go and, and, like, just destroy well, that. Exactly. Yeah. And like that's the thing that's cool about it was like this sounds like I'm talking about a real video game that's by itself that I would see in the indie mega booth. But there were 50 on that cart, and so. <laughs> yep. That's, I'm very excited to see that come out. That, to me, is like one of the things that I've seen so far that's been the best. Um, I also saw uh, Kentucky Route Zero on Switch, which is a fantastic series, a fantastic game that I lost all of my saves to. Uh, just have to play it again. Well, now I get to on the Switch. Yeah, uh, I played like the yay. first three episodes and said, ah, I'm just going to wait till this game is finished. Hey, do you remember when we uh, made all that poo? Oh, we did make a lot of poo this weekend. That's true. What? All right, we should move on. That's uh, <laughs> uh, we played right, here, Wadham. Here. Oh, thank you, thank you. you know, I think you both line. need this more than uh, me if we, that's what's happening. We played Wadham, which is Wadham, Watam, Watam. Either uh, is probably acceptable. Keita Takahashi game, creator of Katamari, uh, Katamari, Katamari and Nobi Nobi Boy mm -hmm. and some other great games. There's a lot of poo in that game. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of explosions. What's a game about like connections, like like connections to connections, like you're you have a lot of enemies that are like eating each other and like literally well, enemies, like you're hitting like, triangle and poop. Characters. Yeah. Friends. Friends. They all have they all friends love that each you eat and poop out, just like real friends. Yeah, just that's like what real you do. friends. Uh, it's really colorful and bright and like entertaining. I, I think it was like one of the warmer things. And then you get through the fucking like, oh everybody loves each other and everybody loves to get eaten section, as it were. And then it becomes like a really hard platformer. Yeah. Or like, he came over and apologized. Like, you're going to lose. <laughs> was, like, and then we, we, we tried a couple of times. We're like, we lost. <laughs> oh. Have you played anything? No, just like what you've played. And I played Day or Die. Oh, you played, wait, who did you match with? Six. Oh, six is cool. What does that mean? Good. Don't clap. <laughs> well, are you, you're allowed to clap. Are you upset you that clap. I got like, a good character? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, gamers. To be fair, the host is a good character and a very necessary character for that game. But? But the host is a gremlin. Fucking gremlin. So. I'll drink to that. Do we want right. to start taking questions from the question What time bucket? is it? Uh, you know, time for the questions. Okay, I yeah. I want to shout it's out question time. Uh, Andy Claire and Samantha Coleman, who are respectively our question master and our bucket keeper. Yes. We have two buckets. <laughs> and... I don't know what's in either of these buckets, but here's what I know. We separated them into light and dark. The dark bucket, uh, you fuckers out there, probably asked us if Bastion fucks. That's what's in this bucket. I I'm know like, it. Why ask? We know already. I'm not even going to answer it. You want to start light or dark? I think you start looking at light. I'm going to start no, going through dark. We don't get dark. to look. We don't oh. get to... It's yeah, a bucket. What are you talking here. about? Okay. Here. You, that's the whole point right. of it. Danielle picks one light. I pick one dark. Okay, but we don't, right. we don't look at it yet. All right. I'm not looking. I'm not right. looking. No, you look at it. You look at the light. Oh, I look at it. Okay. Yeah, what's the light one? 
<clears throat> this question is for Austin. Hi. As one of the most knowledgeable persons alive. Not true. Which is, which is the cooler tap on a water cooler, white or blue? Oh, shit. Thanks. Oh. How did this not? Okay. Did you ask yourself a question? Yeah. I, don't he did. I wish I knew the answer. It's, it's, it's blue. blue. It's blue. It's blue. It's yeah. blue. Oh, because out there, yeah, it's blue. I always hit the blue one. It's easy. That's an easy Why? Question. All right. All right. Like, it like, stands out more? Yeah, it stands out. It like, draws my eyes to it. Because blue is ice colored. Well, ice is white. clear, what but like. What are you talking about? Blue makes you think of colder shit. It does. All right. Are you sure? My turn. <laughs> This is written in red on red. This is why it's a shitty dark question. <laughs> <laughs> this, this came in after. So after you guys what entered. It says, first of all, it's written in red ink on pink paper, which is going to blow my eyes out. <laughs> Where is the question bucket? This is a box. <laughs> it's all in you. Know, your imagination is really what's going to drive, drive it, you know? It's a question bucket. Give me another dark one. Because we had buckets. That's not their fault. They didn't know. Yeah, these, I purchased these. Forgive me, Father, for I'm about to sin. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Why does Patrick love anime so much? It's a good one. Baka. Tusundere. Oh, that's actually... That, yeah, okay, that, that plays. Why do you love anime? Actually, can we talk about why you don't watch yeah, anime? Yeah, can we talk about why you don't watch anime? So it's not actually that I can't. It's that um, my wife became... I, I'm, I think I've said this on a podcast yeah, before. Well. Like, my wife became convinced that uh, tentacle porn, uh, the hentai, is all anime. And like she had like some sort of bad experience when she was younger. Like, you know, you try some things when yeah, you're younger. And like, like tentacles. sometimes tentacle porn like comes into it. And like yeah. it's a bad experience. So I like tried... She was like... Spirit away. It's just like nice people, like being nice. And she's like, eh, there's gonna be tentacles. So like maybe they're like good tentacles. I mean, I think you should just go home and be like, hey, there's this really good anime. It's called Kill a Kill. Nothing <laughs> bad in it. Good uh, joke. Oh my gosh, this is the, the shit I like to see. Okay, this is a this is a long one. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Amazing. Get ready. In regards to Rob Zachman's story of catching his friends off guard with the sexual flares of the anime Helsing, <laughs> has there been moments that you've been caught off guard from friend recommendations? P.S. Not all anime is trash. <laughs> Check out My Hero Academia and Little Witch yes, Academia. Yes, please, please vote. Watch MHA. So yeah, has anybody, has anybody had a moment where it's like yes. someone recommended? Ooh, oh, very oh boy, yes. I had a roommate uh, once upon a time. I'll just get some water here who uh, recommended me, and God, I can't think of the name of it, but it's a very famous comic. It's a graphic novel about uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. It is uh, oh, Alice Alan from Moore, Alice in Wonderland. Alan Moore one that's like super yes, sexual. Yes, it's yeah. super American sexual. American McGee presents. Uh, <laughs> Todd McFarlane's uh, a special sexual awakening story. I, I, at the time, I was like, I don't know, 24, 25, uh -huh. and I had no idea that this was like an, an explicit comic. I thought explicit. it was like, oh, this is cool. It's a graphic novel. That's nice. And then there's like Dorothy fucking her father. And I was like, forgive okay. me, father, for I'm about to okay. say that. <laughs> Terrible. Like, actually offensive. Fuck. Unbelievable. Patrick left. Good. Anyway, I knew a lot more about that roommate after that happened. <laughs> and uh, that was interesting. I don't think I have anything else to add to that. <laughs> Can we go to the dark bucket now if we need to? Is that possible? 
Why is Left Eye's verse always cut from No Scrubs radio play? Yo, good question. That's uh-huh. a great uh-huh. fucking question. Yeah, this is the dark bucket because I'm about to hurt somebody over this. Good. It's a good, it's a good verse. I don't know. Yeah, it's a um, great verse. Yeah, especially like, like Left Eye passed away. I think that like the radio just will inherently cut like rap from, That's from, actually true. from mainly like, songs singing songs vocal that, yeah, songs. Yeah. That's just like what they do. So racism so. is what you're actually yeah. saying. Yeah. Like real yeah. talk, 100%. actually. Like, actually yes. uh, that was like the weirdest thing growing up for me was definitely hearing which songs with rapping in them got got play on like either a rock station or on a pop station, and which ones didn't. That's changed a lot, I think. Like I think in the last ten years, especially, a lot more hip hop has crossed over into on the right. pop stations. Was well, so, like it's the opposite where there's like a lot of hip hop with like pop parts in it. It totally. was like when we were in the Starbucks yesterday listening to like endless Mariah Carey, and we're like. Yo, this was a good-ass good album. Really, really good. And then all of a sudden, really, really Jay-Z, good. like, dropped oh, right, a bit, Jay-Z. and we were like, fuck, like, this is a Mar- Mariah Carey song that just happens to have Jay-Z like really in it. Jay-Z when these person. days, it would be the opposite, where it's like a Jay-Z song that just, mm-hmm. like, happens to have Mariah Carey in it. Yep. Yeah. She wants to pillow fight in the middle of the night. Yes. Who doesn't? You know? Yeah. Who doesn't? That's what happens. All right, we'll do another real one. Who doesn't? I'll let you grab A real oh, one? Excuse I'm me. Sorry. I appreciate I'm, I'm the dark bucket. I'm trying to break down the light dark binary. Oh, okay? I got a, I got a, a a pink on pink here, but okay. oh, that's the good shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that really is. All right, when the Waypoint podcast goes off script, how do you decide when Wait. to lean into it and when to get back to the planned program? Okay, planned. Um, <laughs> uh, Presumptive. We yeah. almost never have. You guys uh, like. We do. Not enough. Play. We have notes. Right. We, we have, have like a little outline of like, okay, who played what, yeah. that sort of thing, and then like, oh, the question bucket, which we we pick actually right. sort of randomly. So, uh, but I will say that there are moments when you know that you're going off onto a good tangent. Um, so like the Taylor Swift thing a couple of weeks ago <laughs> was something that was like, oh hey, we're going somewhere good. We should give this time to develop. I want to uh, know what happened. Like that guy, I wish he would follow up. I bet he. I did. don't think I don't think he knew oh, that like God. we were going to talk about his question. Yeah, he did. He wrote us a book question. What? He wanted us to answer that question. He Man. may have also DM me and said, I sent you a question. Like, <laughs> I, real talk, the two, okay, I realized this the other day, uh-huh. which is like the only, pe- we talk shit about a lot of things on this podcast. Yes. We really do. <laughs> the only time anybody has ever been like, don't talk shit about my thing, Taylor Swift. Yep. Tom Brady. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Who, it's true. I've never seen them in the same place I've at the same time. I've never seen them in the same place at the same They're time. They're like, basically, Tom Brady is the Taylor Swift of the NFL, as far and as I'm concerned. Taylor Swift is the Tom Brady of pop music. That's all I'm saying. Her new, I think you're right. Her new, uh, her new song was... Okay, well, let's not right. listen. There could be people right here. <laughs> I have a dark question now. Okay. What's the sexiest PUBGO weapon? Sexiest... The Car 98K. Yep. Okay, you can't just go for the best. No, it's the sexiest. No, that's it's also the a- accurate. Yeah, it is. Like, Maybe the Omp 9. Oh, that's kind of elegance. That, mm. <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> See, I like, I like the clunk. Uh, clunk. Yeah. clunk. That's, that's sexy. Different oh, yeah, sexy. Yeah. That's all that is. What about you? I like but, the micro Uzi. Yeah? Like, oh. I actually... Nine, you know? I have an <laughs> yeah, off... Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a good sound. I I think that the Jeep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 
We've got that Jeep What's funk. What's the sound, Auntie Knuckles? Do the sound. It is. It's a, it's a good funk. It's bow, chicka, bow, wow. Oh, I love and that, that song, Auntie Knuckles. It's really good. You're doing you know a great job. I love What's you. Happening? I love you. How's Bobby doing these days, by the way? Bobby's doing good, Bobby. I'm good. I'm good. Tell her you said hi. All right, good. Hey, yeah. Waypoint. Tell her I said hi, too. Oh, all right, tell her. The Giant Bomb guys asked this question, and I'd like to put this wonderful group of minds to it. Uh, if an artistic, <laughs> if artistic movies are are referred to as films, what should artistic games be called? Ben Pack, did you just write this question for us? <laughs> yeah. How I about gilms? <laughs> like game films? Yeah. Like yes. Like game films. Yes. Answers over. Anybody have a better suggestion? <laughs> How about playable poems? Oh, play, playable, playable poems. Playable poems. Well, you can't just say that. Something doesn't have the flow of film. You shorten it. It's peepee. No. Nope. <laughs> oh man, I went to Anna Park. They had a lot of peepee. It is a lot of peepee. Patrick, I defer. Okay. The person who wrote in to, to Ben was actually interactivities, which is a very good. Oh, that's like great. That. Like shitty answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I Someone only asks that question when they have zero answer to the question. Right. Totally. All right, dark Fair. bucket. Dark time. It's dark time. It's a dark time. Here's a long one. In the dark bucket? Uh-oh. Pingo, the questions pingo. are always better when they Big take more pink. time. <laughs> Dan, cycling. okay. Okay. Is it Riker? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. I see why this is in the dark bucket. Riker, I already Riker. spent three Dan hours Ri with him today. <laughs> Dan Riker from GiantBomb.com believes he can beat a wolf in oh, a fight. Fuck <laughs> he doesn't anymore. He's admitted he's wrong. All right. Besides Continue. the point, this is an important question. What animals do the Waypoint crew believe they could uh, prevail over? What's the? Can, we, can I rephrase it? What's like the biggest or most dangerous one you think you could actually beat? Mm. Danielle's gonna say a human. <laughs> See? She's nodding. <laughs> Pretty large humans okay. as well. What about like a bear? Could you beat a bear? Could you beat like a Well, I could like break a bear's arm pretty quickly. Wow. Now he said that definitively. But while I it's could. still killing you, it was like, ah, I broke your arm pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would at least do some damage there. Can I, can I be really rude real quick? Which sure. I think you could kill a wolf. I think you could be the wolf. I don't think Dan Riker. Thank you. So I think that means you two need to fight. Not to you, to Dan. Oh, okay. That's fine. That means that you two need to fight. All right. Just boxing. Boxing. I would watch. Only boxing. So only boxing. Go Danielle. I would fight him. Like a cat. I could. Could we make a challenge? He's what? I don't know. One sixty-five ish. Maybe. Is that a diss? I don't know. I just the way she said it was. Yeah, I just. Okay, look, when you train a lot of fighting, you size people up a little bit. Also, when you're an EMT, because you have to lift people. So you kind of. You're saying you're going to lift Dan. Oh, yeah, throw him around. <laughs> I'm not so, insulting the man. I, I'm just saying, like, if he presented to me, if he was like, hey, we could have, like, a fight. Don't, don't. <laughs> he presented to me. Danielle. Do not say it like that. Fucking. You're a writer. <laughs> All right, sign. <laughs> Use side, your words. Or don't sometimes. I'm just saying. What's a side, side story? story really fast. Uh-oh. We, went, we, we uh, went to the improv postmortem panel last night, which was great. Afterwards, we uh, left to go hang out. Danielle was, got oh. stuck behind. She sends us a message. Fuck she him. goes, 
I just wanted to say this because Danielle sometimes doesn't like, you know, she says a lot of words that are really funny, but like we're like cracking up and she's like, what? Um, she sends us a message. She goes, hey, where, where, where'd you all get off to? LOL, I got snowballed. <laughs> Which she, means a different thing. She gets to the bar and I'm like, do you know? And she's like, what are you talking about? So that's in my defense. I was trying to be funny and use a word with lots of imagery, like a snowball. There's a lot of imagery. Like a group. <laughs> There's a lot. Don't worry. I know. You like roll down a hill and you're like, ah, no. Katamari, I snowballed. <laughs> That's what I meant. I could probably beat uh, all the animals I could beat in a fight would be very like nice animals that I would never want to beat in a fight. Oh, I'm weak. I could teach you things. Thank you. Could you? I could teach you how to throw somebody right now. Could you train... Danica to beat Dan Riker up? Hell yeah. We could jump him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This went from like fair fight to like find him in an alley. He's got to walk places. I'll call him to an alley. Yeah, exactly. I know he walks that dog. He has to go outside. <laughs> All right. Wow. You know, give, me, give us an animal and then we got to. I think it's like a cat. <laughs> you would fight a cat. You no, are I could so beat a cat. fucking mean. Sometimes a cat is shitty. That's true. I love cats. I know, Sam, but they're sometimes cats. really bad. I lost a cat this year, by the way. I, I know, I'm sad about that. I'm about to lose a cat, so. It sucks. Really Whatever. So, sometimes I just push my kid over because I can. <laughs> Patrick, every time anybody meets Patrick for the first time here at PAX, is like, oh, hey, how you doing? He's like, well, my kid's still alive, so I must be doing okay. But he <laughs> says it every time, and one of these times, I'm very afraid he's not going to be able to say it. I got a text message. Oh my god! I pushed too hard. I pushed her over. Um, alright. <laughs> That's not a question in the dark bucket, is it? No. Wow. How would you suggest organizing and storyboarding a Twin Peaks uh, tabletop game? Any specific playbook you'd recommend? Oh man, that's From a good JV question. Seattle. Shout out to JV. You're asking about tabletop Twin Peaks games. That'd be good. I don't know. I feel like um, uh, a tabletop. A lot of tabletop games are like about fighting things and not about like exploring and having yeah. your mind blown. Mythology. Um, I think there was a, a game I played recently called Tales from the Loop, which would do it really well. That game is actually maybe a little more ET or Stranger Things, but hmm. it's very good at uh, setting up like a mystery and having you kind of play as kids inside of like a like a vaguely sci-fi world in the same way that like in E.T. there just happens to be government men who know right. about aliens. Um, and that game is really good on the GM side for setting up a mystery and having it kind of slowly unfold. So that's my, that's my recommendation. Hmm. Maybe a dark question. Oh. Yeah, you're the only one who knows about tabletop games. That's oh, true. This is the shit. This is my Weird shit. Weird shade about tabletop games? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I want to play more tabletop games. I was just like, sure. I need pointers from I'll give pointers at some point. Here, I'll ask you for pointers using this dark question, wait, which wait, is Dan, pointers? I can do the voice. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Welcome last time. Uh, I was just really thinking about maybe getting into the tabletop games. I'm only four years old, but... I can't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> Thank God. Here, let me make it more understandable. My mom told me that I could go to a store with my Uncle Austin and maybe pick up a nice video game for the table. She said, she said, ask Uncle Austin for his opinion and maybe he'll help me out. So can you please help me out, Uncle Austin? <laughs> I'm like a little 
scared. I don't have any siblings, so how do I? Uh, Dungeon World is the thing I'm always going to recommend. Yeah, tabletop yeah. games. Like, it's really we, good. If you haven't seen it, we did a really great uh, stream with Adam Coble, who is the co-designer of Dungeon World. He's also here. Like, He's here somewhere. I've been at like somewhere. five events with Adam Coble. I've never <laughs> met him in person. So Aww. at some point we'll do that. Uh, that's my that's my suggestion. That wasn't dark. Who put that? Who put that in the dark bucket? That was kind of light. Do the voice. Oh, do the light. voice. Do the voice was the dark. Oh, so I did the voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, that's fair. My name is Mr. Dr. Nope, I'm going to read another question. I can't live with this. What's the plan with Zelda Permadeath? I'd love it to be bi-monthly if it were consistent again. I would also love it to be bi-monthly if it were consistent again. I want him to fucking die already. I won't die. I can't die. So for people who don't know If you can't keep playing, you can't die. That's exactly it. Undefeated. Universe brain right there. We... So, for people who don't know, Permadeath was a series we've been doing on and off for the past year, basically, in which uh, I had three lives to try to beat The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've gotten through one Divine Beast, which people probably don't know because that archive isn't anywhere. <laughs> you can't watch it. Oh, video we have pulled it. up. So what happened we have is it. It's just not We started a TV show, which is cool, mm -hmm. but that means our production team is making a TV show and not like running our production booth and getting archives up and stuff like that. So I've kind of put a pause on Permadeath until we can get the, uh, the rest of the archives up to date. It felt weird being like, oh, I'm gonna do a new stream for this thing. You haven't seen the last three episodes yeah. of it because no one's had time to archive We're it. also the only vertical at Vice who has like vertical. unplanned, like unscripted productions yeah, going on. Play and we're Mac. like, we need this on YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we wanna, tried. We're gonna play Mac at some point in the future. Okay. Knackathon. Knackathon. Yeah. At some point this year, we're gonna do Knack to Knack. Patrick Klepek and I are going to play through all of NAC 1. And NAC 2. And NAC 2. Ooh, that's a, that's raise a money commitment. to charity. Hold we're going to try to raise it. some money to charity for charity. We don't the charity is we're playing NAC. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right. Mark Cerny will join it. us. This is a one for Patrick, so pass that to him. Don't read it. Pass it to him. Okay. okay. He needs okay. to read it. Pass, He'll know pass what to right do. Over. Okay. Damn. Where are my gamers at? <laughs> Right here, dog. Gamers. <laughs> Is that the chant? We're not getting a gamers chant going. We're not. But gamers, I... gamers, 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 I... gamers, gamers, gamers. Can I stop? How do I end gamers, waypoint? Gamers. What is this? <laughs> The power of gamers. The power of gamers. No! It's like the radioactive bite Peter Parker. You by a gamer. Oh, no! Go to 4chan. I will not. Oh. You have to resist that, Austin. Resist it. Have some Pedialyte. I'm taking questions. That just takes you to Reddit. It's like a slightly better. I got two here. Okay, Reddit, yeah. I got two here. All right. As a straight white male... Hi. What is the appropriate way to participate in discussions of the other in media besides the obvious don't be an asshole, listen more when you talk, etc.? Thanks. Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> you need this gamer question line. <laughs> Work through this. What is it? He's eating paper. He's chewing things. He's chewing things. He okay. ate it. Uh, you, you listen, right? You listen. Like, so uh, one, like, in sort of my position is to try and be an advocate without sort of talking over, right? Like, I think that's, like, the key distinction is that 
if you're interested in like what queer, trans, like you know, gender binary, like all those things, like the you want to listen, you want to learn, but you also in someone that has a platform and someone that has people that listen to them, like there is uh, responsibility in speaking up for marginalized groups because when I say something, I know, although it's unfair, um, there are certain groups that do listen to me because like, oh, well, like I trust what Patrick has to say and like if he's like, hey, I should listen to this or listen to that, like maybe they'll think about that. But you want to talk about that in a framework that doesn't feel like you're talking for those people. You're, you're trying to introduce people to ideas, you're trying to talk about your own sorts of experiences. Like I have a distinct remembrance when, um, uh, when I was early at Giant Bomb, I did a uh, we uh, endurance run with Ryan Davis um, over Chrono Trigger, and I remember a couple of years later after it ran, I uh, used what would have been, at the time, uh, I didn't consider to be sort of a slur about trans people, but uh, would have been something that later was like, hey, that's like not a word that's appropriate. No. Um, and someone wrote to me and was just like, hey, you're someone that clearly cares about this stuff, and I just want to say it made me uncomfortable, um, but you're like an advocate for that stuff, but just that was like a word you shouldn't use. And I was like, rather than getting upset, it's like, hey, like, you're right. Like, I didn't know any better. I'm glad that you wrote to me. I'm glad that you were understanding of my own ignorance. And I remember immediately trying to convey that to my own audience. It was like, here's an experience I went through where I said something that upon learning about it, I regret. Um, I didn't know any better at the time. That doesn't excuse it, but that doesn't, I didn't feel as though I did something wrong out of malice, I did something wrong out of ignorance. And rather than getting upset about it and like lashing out at the person right. like, hey, I'm an advocate, man, like I'm on, I'm on right. your side, which, an is, ally. which is yeah. a lot of how that happens, yeah. is like, I'm one of the good people. And it's like, that's true, that is sure. true, but that doesn't mean, doesn't mean you can't do harm. You don't also. fuck up right. along the way. Right. You don't talk I me mean, like the thing is to listen and to to try and speak to those issues, to those messages, to those people, um, trying to promote those messages, those people, but not speak for them. And so I, I guess the, to summarize this, to listen. Like that's what I try and do, and to listen. Like how can I help you? How can I, and that you is in a general sense. Yeah. Like as a, as a message, as a, just generally speaking, like what can I do from my space that it's going to make it better for your and, space? And just like to, to build on that too, there is definitely, Sometimes in the good intention of pursuing that mm -hmm. goal, people will begin to put that expectation of being taught about stuff on marginalized folk and say, well, you have to teach me what all the bad words are. Right. You have to tell me how to help you. Right. And to some degree, you have to be a self-starter if you are going to help people who are in identities, who have identities that aren't yours, who are uh, oppressed or marginalized. And that means doing research on your own. Mm -hmm. like, it means finding voices inside of those communities that are already saying, here's how you can help us. Like one of the most frustrating things for me that happens again and again and again like in, in racial discourse in America is like, why aren't black people doing anything about black on black crime? My dude, we are doing so much about black on black crime. If you pay attention to those, to those people who are inside of communities, you know, uh, uh, trying to, to advocate for you know, getting guns out of neighborhoods, for you know, after school programs, 
for faith-based programs, for all of this other stuff, like you could go help those. You could help those people. You yeah. could go if you actually gave a fuck. You could go there. You could donate things. You could donate time and money. Um, and that's true for pretty much every marginalized group in our country. It turns out people are pretty good about trying to advocate for themselves. People are also really bad at listening to people when they're advocating for themselves. <laughs> yes. And so like, one of the things you can do if you're in a position of power is to look for people who are desperately trying to get their message across and share your platform with them. It takes work on your side. You, do, you will not receive an email because they don't know what your email is because they didn't come through the same channels that you came through. It means going into communities, going to events and stuff like that. And, it's, and, and it's, following people who you normally wouldn't across social media and all that stuff. And, it, and it's not about it like – and sometimes it's not about like it coming through your own voice, right? Like, so it's like sometimes as someone that has a large platform, like I don't want to take advantage of the fact that like, you know, like a couple of years ago when it was like social justice warriors, like I just want to make fun of that, right? Like to try and like sort of reclaim that idea. Like I don't want it to seem as though – I am taking, I'm like, it's cool to like talk about those issues yep. in order to like seem like oh, I'm cool in those communities, right? Like, <laughs> that just so sucks. It's yep. bad. Yep. And so, like, and that's earlier, that was like one way that you felt like you could help. But now, like, the more responsible way to help is like to listen to like, how can you use your platform to boost those people, not to use those voices through your own voice right. to make it seem like you're hip, you're cool, like you understand these communities. Like you actually don't, you're just using that to make it yep. seem like you're just co-opting a community in order to boost your own voice. The actual way to do it is to listen to those communities and how do you make those people rise above you or to be on the same level uh, as you. This is a thing that's like wild, but I, so I've been coming to Paxter the last few years and a thing that happens often is people go to a bar that's like a game industry bar it's not a game industry bar. That would be weird. It's a bar where people happen to come. <laughs> it's a bar that like, game industry people know. Yeah. They don't tell people about it, but it's a bar you guys like, you'll see the people you want to see. Right. You'll like make the connections you'll you need connections. to make. It's a networking situation. Yes. And last night I was there and saw like young queer brown critics and game developers talking. And it was like, it really was overwhelmingly positive for me to see that. Because traditionally that's a space where it's like, oh, like lots of old white dudes who've been in the industry for decades talk and have whiskey and like hang out. And like, that's right. cool. Like I, right. everyone's allowed to socialize. But being able to see like, oh wow, like there's a younger generation than me that is making their way in, that are able to move through these spaces now is like genuinely a really powerful thing. So shout out to the people who were there. Shout out to the people who were all hustling. Like everybody is working their ass off. So, yeah. Shout out to everybody in this room who's working on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's. If I if I would add anything, it's that uh, if you're if you're sort of a genuine ally, and this is this is a thing I can obviously only speak as a queer woman, not as a person of color. But showing that you actually give a shit about these things and that you want to make a space safe for people, because I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a room and felt like. Okay, <laughs> you know, felt intimidated or, or felt like I don't know what's on these people's minds or, or that kind of thing. So like actually sort of making a welcoming environment for people and like showing that like, oh, you know, if your buddy makes like a sexist joke or a racist joke, just being like, no, that, that will say so much to a person who is looking for that and is looking for like a safe space and looking for somebody they can just hang out with and not have a thing, basically. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dark bucket? Or do you have something yeah. else to add? Well, I was just like, I agree with Danielle also as a queer woman. I think it's just important to um, be able to feel like uh, you're being heard or being seen or like, I feel very blessed to be working at Waypoint and like, two queer women on the team, you know, yeah. and like, it's really awesome, and um, not everywhere is like that, and I think just working to make more places like that is totally. important. Uh, moving on to the dark I, I have a second one, too. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go dark. Uh, all right. Or, or we can say light. I can put it back in. Here. No, okay. We'll, well, we'll mix gone. it all in. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> On the six to seven repeated topics that make up the video games discourse, which <laughs> most makes you open Twitter and say, fucking this again, and I'm just gonna bring up Austin's famous tweet, you ever see a take so bad, you go to, you immediately go to sleep. Yeah, what is the most, I don't know, I'm curious, like, I, hmm, I, think I feel like it changes every week. It does. Yeah. And all of them make me open Twitter and say, fuck this. Fuck this. That's just Twitter every day, that man. Right now, twenty seventeen, yeah. like yeah. that, like last year, that applied a little bit more. But like right now, it's uh, just like open, shut, shut. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think the most like boring. Okay, it's, it's review scores right now for me. Yes, like, sure. After the yeah. donkey stuff this year, it's just like we've had this conversation so many times, and it's really frustrating. I mean, this is a problem with the games industry in general. Is especially on the criticism side, mm -hmm. on the, the coverage side, is really poor institutional memory. Like outside of a handful of people, there are not many people who've been on the games journalism, games criticism side for long enough to bring up new generations and let them know we've already had this fight, we've already had this debate. <laughs> Here is like what happened the last time we had it. Um, we need to get better at that. Like I can count on one or two hands the number of people who have double-digit years as game critics or games journalists, and. On one hand, it's cool to have a very always young like uh, scene where like, oh wow, it's like somebody else who's 23, like cool. Like, but there's not, it's not. I'm not 23 to be clear. I'm 30. I'm oh, 30, you're not. I'm not 23. What? I thought you just turned 23. 30 under 30. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the but like the the opposite side of that is like there's not just there's not that much institutional knowledge. Like, I wish Jeff Green was still in games journalism. Your right. dad. Your dad. Your yes. second yeah. dad. Yeah. Why? Well, well, right. Canonically, he has I have two several dads. dads. It's all right. Third dad? Four dads. You got a lot of A dads. family can just be. <laughs> all dads. Why, dads why limit yourself to one, two, three, four dads, man? Exactly. Dads I'm, be dads. I'm not going to limit myself. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think that that's, that's for me the worst one is game review scores. What else? Anyone else have like a shitty? How about in the audience? Is there a debate that people hate about games? Yeah, yeah, ludonarrative dissonance or or ludology versus our games are. I just heard that yeah, one. That oh yeah, bad. that's a, I think the mechanics actually. They're interactives. Excuse me. Interactivities. Interactivity is a no, part in me. I thought it was gilms. Gilms. Sorry, yeah. gilms. Gilms. Uh, is it like mechanics or story more important? Oh, like, how about if I open Twitter and it says Ian but ghost, and yeah, then I just close Ian it. <laughs> And it says, oh, he likes it better when there's he nothing in a game at he all. He posted an article like, nah. Gotta go. <laughs> Shout out to Ian Bogost. <laughs> Was this the one you, this one's stuck. Oh, no. These are actually post-it notes. I bought these at Target. Shout out to Target. Uh, yeah? <laughs> spent right, a lot of time go. there this I weekend. I got this one unstuck. What's good? Uh, after Mass Effect Andromeda launch, 
people cited characteristics, sorry, cited characters not being as, quote, well-written as classics like Garrus. But is Garrus a well-written character or likable? Oh, sorry, I, I think it's probably written as, but is Garrus a well-written character or likable? Mm. Uh, in games that encourage us uh, to make relationships with characters, can their quality get judged objectively? I don't think anything can get judged objectively. I'm that dude. I'm the one who's going to say that forever. Um, and I definitely think that, like, I recently went back and watched a lot of Mass Effect 1 and 2. I think that, like, there's definitely a, deg a degree of, of uh, nostalgia, rose-tinted glasses, mm -hmm. in terms of the quality, the overall quality of writing in that game. Uh, but I also put 70 hours into Andromeda and just <laughs> genuinely like the characters in the first Mass Effect games more. Right. Um, what about you? Do you think that there's a way to judge like well-written games? I mean, that's tough because right, like the games get the advantage of your your own activity, the time you spend with them, and so I, the the judge like if you were to, like read a game on a script, that's different than like interacting with that character with that game. Like the adventures you go on with a character are different than just like. They have snappy dialogue, like right. they had a good moment, and so games just work differently as a function, as a medium, than just uh, being "quote unquote" good characters in the way we traditionally judge that. I think being memorable is actually a, a, a huge part of this, at least for me. Uh, you know, yes, sometimes nostalgia gets kind of brought in with that. Sometimes the rose-tinted yeah. glasses get brought in with that, but. I could tell you all about the time I had with Liara. That's super memorable to me. Hell so yeah. I think that's worth something. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I did the full poly thing through all of those games. I played like five <laughs> times. I've slept with everybody. It was great. I love them. Thanks. Now you know that about me. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you're right. That, like, the fact that those characters are memorable is really important and does say something about them. I think the characters in Mass Effect Andromeda could have been memorable. Like as a sketch, they're all really interesting, and then the the delivery just didn't stick with me that much. Um, and I think the other thing there worth thinking about is what we mean when we say like good writing. So so obviously I do think that all judgment is subjective, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that we can kind of put on different judgment like judgment style hats. When I think about something like Kentucky Route Zero or what what's eating Edith Finch, I'm like, oh, I'm in my literary mode. Like, ooh, I'm look at all these good words they're using. <laughs> like, right. Look at how they're describing issues of labor by way so of So would that be like a top whiskey. hat that you're wearing at that point? Yeah, I'm wearing a top hat yes. in that scenario. Okay. Or even like a game like Pyre, where like right. it's that game is like efficiency in in communicating like lore, totally. world building, where uh, you read a piece of dialogue and it communicates like X, Y, and Z. But then if like they're I imagine the next couple of years, like a bunch of games are going to copy the mechanic of like like putting mouse the analog over mouse over like a word that's like, hey, if you want to know the lore, like About here's the extra the stuff, right? And like it's, so once good. you saw that, it's one of those things where like, oh right, like totally. that's how you do this. But even that game, Pyre is really good at communicating stuff about the world because it will communicate scale or like majesty or, or something just in the naming conventions, yes. just in the phrasing. It, it, um, it leaves your imagination right. to imply a lot of things. But like Mass Effect Two is just good genre writing. It's just yes. like poppy. It's like a good television show and that's not like have you seen the csi uh, mass effect 2 edits on youtube they're <laughs> incredible it's like csi miami with like the 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 track comes in and goes, wow that one you know the, okay but, no like, like, but i trust you i believe like, it exists garris says like some funny let's go shit. play golf let's go play golf and there's like when he pushes the guy out the window like holding one wow like it does that thing <laughs> uh, that's a famous garris quote of course oh, of course uh but like that is good writing, even though it's not like making me think deeply about the nature of, you know, the world. Well, that's politics. how that works, right? Like that implies like you you fill in the gaps on the deeper stuff, totally. like through like these simpler narratives, and like that's I think it's part of what you know 
Mass Effect based on like a lot of 70s and 80s sci-fi. Like yeah. it, it wasn't it. It was light enough. It was heavy enough in the ways that it needed to be that you could fill in the stuff along the way, or allowed players to imply what they wanted to see from those characters. Remember Mass Effect One? Yo, I had to do both of those things. It was able to do like goofy bullshit, mm-hmm. and then also that moment when you meet Sovereign for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. Uh, this comes in. This one says, "How can I apologize for Mass Effect Andromeda from an apologetic Bioware dev?" <laughs> Uh, it's probably your... not your fault. Yeah. Also, and th- like everything I've heard about that is yeah. implies to me that I don't think it was any one person's fault. Like and most big games fault. are not. Two, at you least. know, at least two. Uh, I like learn from the mistakes of that game. Go make me a new game. Like we're good. Let's keep hustling. Go make me a new Mass Go make Effect. Me a, whatever you work on next, try to figure out what you what you think went wrong with that project and how to address it. Whether that is something in the game. Or like, hey, management is fucking us. Figure out if you can speak up about that or organize people, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I really deeply sort of feel for these kinds of questions. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who worked on a game that I don't think is particularly great, and I also know how hard they worked on it, and I never want to, like, you know... there's There are times where clearly maybe a team's passion is in another place, or and there's times where clearly a team was uh, mishandled and not treated well by management or not treated well by a, I don't know, like a, a real jerk at the top. So, you know, that happens. I have my, my sympathies to you, and also, yes, please please make some more cool Mass Effect. Uh, so I think we're going to do one more question. No, we're I think, doing, we're looking doing, for an extremely quick one. No, we're doing three have, quick ones. Ready. Danielle, do you like dogs? I love them. I have a really crappy dog, but he's, he's very cute, and I love him. Patrick, Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI? He's the wrong personality. No, he's uh, super is. Oh, is he not? Okay. Final Fantasy VI. Danica, what is your favorite anime and why? <laughs> Final Fantasy VI. <six. laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, it's probably... Um, Actually, Chrono Trigger is Chrono the one that Trigger, anime yeah. cuts yeah. It's probably... Um, from the New World, uh, which is an anime based on a light novel, I think, um, and just because it's like really, really good. Yeah, what was it I missed? From the New World or Shinsekai Yori. Oh, thank you. You know, thank lots of people like her. to use the Japanese names even when they are no subs, translated. Please, well, mm. no subs. All right, on that note, on that weird side note that I just stumbled <laughs> into and now I'm ejecting from, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you all for coming thank out so much. So much. If, you, if you have a question for the question bucket, you can send it to gamingadvice.com. Yeah. And, and also just thanks everyone for supporting this weird thing that we've been trying to build for the, the past year like we same way they went Austin and I were time bomb when, when we, all the things we did in the past like it doesn't mean anything without the people that nice. all, yeah, all nice. the things like it doesn't mean anything without all the people that show up to this audience it doesn't mean anything without you clicking on things it doesn't mean anything without watching the videos like it means the world to us that any of you show up and support the things that we do so thank like, you so much thank you thank so you. much for showing up so give yourselves a round of applause absolutely be good and be good at it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.